such a great interview. We had the chance to chat with Nathan Day over Zoom video. He is wearing an amazing sweater, and you can see his rad, long, dyed red hair. <laughs> Just such a cool guy. And he tells us his incredible story, which led up to this brand new EP he just released. He tells us where he grew up, how he got into music, how he always knew music was going to be his life, even from a very young age. He told us that before he even knew how to play guitar, he could hear the songs, how the melody would go, how the chord progression would go in his head before he could even play a note. Nathan talked to us about his first band, the incredibly tough years in between that band and his current project, and all about this brand new record he just put out. Once again, it's called We Come in Pieces. It basically tells the story of the past few years of his life, going through isolation, into fear, into depression, into his own self-awareness. It's an amazing record. And definitely check out the video. You have to see his awesome sweater. You can find that on our YouTube channel and Facebook page at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Nathan Day. So this podcast is about you, uh, your journey in music, and we're going to talk about your new EP uh, coming out tomorrow, actually. It's mental. It <laughs> feels really weird that it's coming out. Like, um, yeah, it's just so surreal, but I love it. I'm so happy that it's coming out. That's so cool. The, the tracks that you have out so far are great, man. I love Thank what you're doing. You Super creative. Where are you, by the way? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Actually just moved here from Southern California. No that's way. Why, yeah, that's why the room has so much stuff in it. <laughs> Me too. I kind of recently moved here, like... I'm in a place called Fleetwood at the moment. Fleetwood? Like, is that in England? Mm-hmm. It's, okay. Um, it's kind of near Blackpool. You were born and raised in Blackpool? Or you were... Um, well, there's a place like... Kind of near Blackpool called St. Anne's, which is where I'm from. Okay. Um, just like a little town right next to Blackpool. And... Yeah, I... Like I went into Blackpool quite a lot because like that's that was where like all the shops were and things like it was just fun to like go into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was born in a place called Southport, which like I can't remember. Really? Can't remember at all. Like I have no, I have no idea. But um, there's a place called Lytham, which is really nice. Like I loved, I loved like I remember like walking around Lytham and it had like this really dreamy. Just like this beautiful like charm about it that I just mm-hmm. loved so much. Um, I remember that quite well. Um, loads of like charity shops, which I think you call thrift stores. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrift Those stores. Guys. Charity shop them. sounds nicer though. It sounds more boutique. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love like charity. you're doing something nice. <laughs> I always got confused because like I didn't know what thrift, what it means. Like I what don't does know. it mean? Like secondhand? I have no yeah. idea. I guess I'd have to Google it. <laughs> do they go to um, like charities when you when you buy stuff from them? Yes, they do, and they go uh-huh. to like raise, get jobs and stuff. So they do, they are essentially going to, to charity and, and mm-hmm. to to folks in need. <laughs> it's not just like some company taking your stuff and then like profiting off of it. So it does go to a good cause, from what I understand. I don't know too much about all of the different ones, but a lot of them are going to churches or um, companies to find people work, which is cool. But 
Yeah, yeah. So, well, for, so don't you don't remember much about growing up where you, where you grew up then? In Southport, no. I think I think I was only there for like a year or two. Like I can't, okay. I just can't remember. Then I moved to Lytham, uh, which I do remember, and then um, St Anne's, which was nice. Like it was it was right next to a beach, which I think it might have something to do with this obsession that I have with like desert. Uh-huh. It might be because like it was always near a beach. And um, um, yeah, like I just, and then I moved to Brighton, which is like, you know, that's London. A, yeah, that's a bigger city, right, Brighton? Yeah, they're really big. It's like Blackpool's up here. Uh huh. Brighton is all the way at the very, very other side. Um, oh wow. Were you? Yeah. Did you move for your parents' work, or what? Why were you moving around so much? I can't. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, I just like. I was just always moving. That's cool. Moving. How did How did you get into music? Um, I think it was just one of those things where like, I loved it so much that, that it just like, I don't know if it happened really fast or really slowly. I don't know. It was just like any time that I could make a sound out of anything, like mm-hmm. even in those shops where there's like keyboards that, that you just like, you know, or like going into a music shop and just like playing with all of the instruments or like, um, or at school, just like playing the, the like instruments that are there. Just like mm-hmm. I was always so obsessed with it, and I'd like I had this little um, piece of paper which I'd like stole all my songs and like logged them all, and it was just I was always like folding it and like hiding it, and then when I like yeah, because I was getting obsessed with like songs themselves rather than like. Yeah, I, I just loved writing music and I just carried them everywhere that I went and I was so obsessed with them. And like, I was just trying to convince everyone to start a band with me, like everyone. I was just mm-hmm. asking everyone, like start a band with me. Can you play the drums? Can you play can you play bass? Does your dog play the drums? Like, does your dan, <laughs> does, your, your does your nan play bass? Like, <laughs> does your nan play bass? So can you cool. imagine that band? It's just you and a bunch of people that you went to school with, like parents, that would <laughs> grandparents. That would be yeah, I was good. up for it. Like, it's all I wanted to do. It's all I wanted to do. So obsessed. And um, when I was a cleaner, I used to like design these like um, flyers that were like bass player wanted or drummer wanted. Uh-huh. And then I would, I was supposed to be like cleaning, but I would just like print off like 300 of them because I'd draw them, take a photo, mm-hmm. print them off. And then I'd, I'd like stick them to lampposts and like I'd take the train into like Manchester, which is like an hour away, but much more populated. And I just stick them everywhere because I was so obsessed with like, I knew that 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 was all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I was just so, so obsessed with it. So with music and stuff, um, yeah, it was just one of those things like, I can't even remember when when it started, but. Mm -hmm. What was the first instrument you learned? The first instrument, I think it was actually piano because okay. at school, my primary school, so I don't know how old I was, but I, I used to, um, there'd be loads of like pianos and, and stuff in like hallways and like in the big, I don't even know what the word is, but like assembly hall. Mm-hmm. And I'd always just like be walking around and like playing them by myself. 
And I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I loved it. And um, it sounded so cool because like there was no one there. So it would like, mm-hmm. be really echoey and reverberating. And, and like, sure. I was fucking, I loved it. So it was actually piano and then um, the guitar. Okay. And that was like, there's this moment that I always think about. Like, I always remember it. I was, um, I, I don't know whose guitar it was. I, I can't remember. But I, I just like was doing this, like pretending to play guitar. And I was like, oh, shit, I can hear. I can hear things that, that like I'm trying to do. So that's when the penny dropped of like, oh, my fucking God, I can make shit that I like. I can think of it and like, I, I can make it. And um. So wow, what a moment to like, yeah, just kind of visualize or hear in your head, like exactly what you want something to sound yeah, like, and then try really to like, what, mimic it. Exactly. It was like, I, it, it was a moment where it just like snapped in my head and I was like, oh fuck. Um, n- now I didn't know any chords. I didn't know like what anything was called, mm-hmm. but I felt like, um, yeah, it just opened up a door. I was just like, oh my fucking God. Like mm-hmm. I can I can think shit and I can just get it out. And that was so, um, that definitely just like changed everything. Like I just, um, I just loved it so much. That's so cool. Yeah. And then you were going around, obviously trying to get this band together, flyering, mm-hmm. going to Manchester. And then obviously what people start contacting you. How did, how did, because I know you're, you're in a band for a, a few years, right? I, I was Darlia. Like, yeah, exactly. That that started when I was like, I think I was 17. Oh, wow. So you were very young yeah. when that band began. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, um, when I was a cleaner, two of my friends that were also cleaners were like, they heard something online that I put up secretly. I didn't want anyone to hear it. I just, um, and just put it up. They heard it and they came up to me and they were like, we'll be your session players. And I was like, I don't want session players. Just, we're just a band. We're just a band. Mm-hmm. We're, we're now a band. So we would, it was so fucking funny. We would like go into the music rooms and like, where we're supposed to clean, we would just lock all the fucking doors. <laughs> and we would, just, we would be in a room where there's like 60 guitars on a wall and we'd all just play. And I'd just teach them these songs. And, because I had a bunch of songs. I had like, at that point, I think I had like, I think I probably had like 30 songs like finished and ready. So wow. I, no, actually it was, it was, it was like 45 because we ended up demoing like 40 of them. So I just one by one, I was literally just like, I'm going to come to your house tonight. I'm going to teach you these fucking songs and you're going to come too you're going to play the drums, you're going to play the bass. And we just fucking did it in, in his like, I don't know if it was his garage or like spare room or something. I can't remember, but yeah, I just taught him the songs. And then I think it was like a few days later, this was all in the space of like a week. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, look, we're going to do, we're going to play this gig. And I just emailed loads of fucking people like, can we play, can we play, can we play, can we play, can we play? Uh, one pub was like, yeah, yeah, you can play. So we played a gig and I, I was looking out and 
I was like going to fucking town. Like I was just <laughs> giving it everything that I had. And then after the song, I like looked up and I saw that there's fucking no one. There was just no one. And I thought, there's no way that this is how it's done. There's no way that like, it was like, it was a sad moment, but, but it made me recalibrate and go like, okay, I know what I need to do. And it's not, it's not this. So what I did was, I did like this chart mm -hmm. where I wrote down like all the bands that I could ever think of. And then all the bands that were like getting relevant and like press, all like everything I could think of. It, it took like three days to do. Um, and then what I did was I was like, who manages all of these? Who manages all of these? Who signed them and who signed these? And then I built this thing that goes up and it's like, okay, I'm noticing a lot of like similarities between bands that you can think of and you just like bet, 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 bet. And bands that, that are coming into uh, the mainstream or, or like are getting known that are new. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's similarities in these. And it's like, there's a label and there's management. And then there seems to be like five labels that own loads of labels. And I was just like, we need to like tap into the shit. So we went to a recording studio that was like, it was a local one. Gave him like 30 quid and we played live for like half an hour or something. And we just like got all of these songs. And that's when I fucking laser focus emailed like hundreds and hundreds of managers. And I was just like, with this new band, because we've been going for like a week. But I, <laughs> I, knew, I knew that like in my head, it didn't feel like a week. It felt like my whole life that I'd been in that band. You know, it, it just yeah. was like, Talk Even about though, research and, and I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. whatever you put into it to, yeah. to create this board of all these bands and managers like, and figuring all this out. Yeah, I just wanted everyone, I just wanted everyone to hear it. And, and I was like, I believe that when you put your heart and soul into something truly, when you do that, it takes away a part of you. I truly believe that. It, when you really put your heart and soul into something, I think that it chips away because you're using... Like where, where does that energy come from of putting your heart into it? Mm -hmm. The place that that comes from is built over time and it like changes and develops and grows. And when you expand that onto things and like you really put your heart and soul into it, it, it you need time to like recharge and like feel mm -hmm. better and like get over it and like, fuck me. And basically, yeah, when I saw that no one was here, no one cared, I was just like, well, I'm going to make sure that that, that we do everything that we can to just get people to these gigs and like, yeah, because I, I didn't want to burn out. I didn't want to like, sure. and it's not that I couldn't be asked. Like, you know, it's not that I couldn't be bothered. It was like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it like this. Um, I was I was just super focused and like. Mm -hmm. And it obviously, it obviously worked for you, right? I mean, the band got going. You did that for a couple of years. You had some successes. Um, yeah, yeah, we got like, I, it, it, it felt amazing. It felt so good mm -hmm. because it, it was just a super whirlwind. Like it was mm -hmm. really happening the way that I felt like it was going to happen. It, mm -hmm. it was happening like 
there was this presenter called, um, she still is presenter, but <laughs> when I was a kid, called Fern Cotton, and Zane Lowe was another one too. Oh yeah, I'd watch them. Yeah, I'd watch them on TV when I was a kid, and I just knew that I'm gonna meet them and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna do it. And then these things that I imagined and that I wanted were happening, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was just slowly happening. But it kind of tripped me out because the problem is, I'd planned everything so fucking much that <laughs> that. A, it was trippy mm-hmm. because it was like, I started to doubt that it was like real because I was like, this shit is exactly what I wanted. And it's slowly happening exactly the same fucking way that I knew it would. <laughs> so it trips me out. Uh-huh. But the second thing is when you plan something too much, you, you, you like, um, you, you can't adapt because you planned mm-hmm. it too much. Right. So, if it go- starts to go off course, then you're exactly. you're like, what? Uh, wait, what? What's going on yeah. here? Because you're like, no, this this is no, this can't happen. And then right. you just have a fucking breakdown. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. So now, because I'm like, I'm making music again, and I'm doing it. It's it it's the same energy of like, of where I was before the band, which was like, I'll do anything that I can to do it, but mm-hmm. this time. I'm not planning anything at all. Like I'm really not planning anything because I learned the first, the first round, you know, Mm -hmm. like that can feel horrible when you plan too much and like, yeah. So now I don't plan. And, um, you, you're still doing, I mean, you're having a ton of success, right? I mean, so real quick, did you, so you took a break in between the band and what you're doing now? Yeah. Well, basically it's kind of, it's kind of tough because, we're mates, like we're friends. It's all good. It's just what happened was, there's a phrase that's like, if I don't even know what the f- phrase is, but it's something like, if it goes too fast, the wheels come off. Like mm-hmm. it's something like that. And sure. that's what happened. It was like- Well, it happens a lot with artists, you know, they catch quick success and then it kind of derails, right? Yeah, we weren't built for it at that point. We were like, mm-hmm. this, it was playing with fire because like, I did. It was a dangerous move because we'd been a band for like a week and (laughs) we probably hadn't like it. It it was probably longer than that. But when I was sending off these emails, we didn't have a name and like we didn't have a Facebook page. We were just like, it's okay. Trust me. It's fine. We'll we'll, we'll do it because. um, Yeah, but it was playing with fire because like I got it. I got that. You knew and, there's something special there and you're able to convey that to these people even without yeah. those but the credits. Problem was, I was just not I was I was just not built for it. Like I wasn't ready in a way. Mm-hmm. Um I was still like I still had a chip on my shoulder because mm-hmm. well I was younger, I was like 18 or something, but I was just like I had a point to prove and I like I had a chip on my shoulder and now I definitely don't like mm-hmm. Um, and I just started drinking as well, like at the exact same time. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it, things just kind of were, were, were falling apart. And like, I was trying everything that I could, cause that was my life. Like that was my fucking life. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing everything that I possibly could to make that continue. And 
the reason why I don't get sad is because I don't think of it as like, oh, the band's dead. I don't think of it like that. I just think of it like, look, I was doing everything that I could and it just wasn't happening. Like nothing was working. And we completely ran out of fucking money. Like, it was just nothing left. And like mm-hmm. things go, people go and people move on. And then it's like, oh shit, the same team that we had are all like in different jobs and shit. And like the thing that it was, was just, um, was like falling apart. So I just view it as like, it's not dead. It's just like, I'm doing this now. Like that's sure. it. Right. Um, and I moved down to Brighton when I moved to Brighton when I was running out of money. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I moved in with my girlfriend at the time and that was just cause I couldn't, I couldn't like aff- afford right yeah anything at that point yeah it's hard exactly so i just moved in with her Uh um and yeah it was down there that because i felt like this this shit is like falling apart um and i was i was trying to like make it work trying to make it happen but it was proving incredibly fucking hard and and the thing is as well the gap that we had in the breaking shit that wasn't even up to us like mm-hmm. that was just like that was just happening that was just like it's not like we woke up and we were just like fuck this shit it was <laughs> yeah. like that's just the way that it was going um sure. so yeah but the break i definitely needed it i absolutely needed that break because like i said before um i needed to the time to just like stop and fucking stop drinking and mm-hmm um work it out and just work Mm -hmm. work myself out a bit more um because i feel like during that gap i I still had a lot of like attempts and things that i was like trying and really really hard to like get to work but i think that if any of them did work it wouldn't have been right because it would have gone down a different road that's like and and they're all music based they're all Mm -hmm. just like musically things that i was doing mm-hmm. um yeah and i think that if any of them did work it wouldn't have have ended well because like it wasn't right and it really took everything going wrong and like losing everything to realize what exactly it is that i'm gonna do and so i'm and now you're there right i mean with this exactly. new project exactly yeah so well, let's talk about your ep i mean it's it's definitely an incredibly creative concept between, you know, each song has a different, what, well, you tell me, tell me about the, tell me about the record. Um, so at the time, I'm just going to light the cigarette and try not to fucking burn my hair off. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the EP. Um, So, so at the time that I wrote the EP and recorded it, I was staying in London. And basically, I can't really get into it properly, but I was staying in, in this apartment. And it was like, it was kind of like falling apart. Like, there was no hot water. There was like, the walls were like crumbling. The ceiling was like caving in. Um, I shouldn't have been there, mm-hmm. but I was staying there for like quite, quite a long time, like a year or something. Mm-hmm. by myself 
and it was so fucking bad. It was it, it was so lonely and like there'd be times where the internet would go out for like a fucking month and it'd just be like, oh my fucking God. So I just like paint and like, I don't know, read. I didn't even like reading, but but I loved it while I was doing it. You know, it, just because it was something to do. So I, I like got obsessed with Stephen King and like before that I never read ever, but like it made me do, do all these things. And um, similar to what I said before about like everything was just like going wrong. Like I, I was just losing things left, right and center. I was still drinking at that point. Mm-hmm. But it really was the one of the biggest like moments in my life because I'd stayed with my girlfriend at the time for like four and a half years. Mm-hmm. And me and her, because I moved into her um her like uni place, mm-hmm. uni halls or something. Like a dorm. Yeah. And then I moved into like her next house. And then I moved into like her thing, her next thing, and then I moved in with her parents and like I was just like a fucking snail just stuck to her. Mm-hmm. And I'd grown over time, like these, my possessions and like my things and like guitars and like clothes. And then when we broke up, it was like, um, shit. Like she had to take most of my things cause I, d- I didn't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. so I just moved in with my friend who, who was a producer. Um, and he ended up joining the band because the idea was like, I moved in with him. He took me in, he took me under his wing. I stayed in his spare room and we just like produced music. And he's an amazing guitar player, best guitar player that I've ever met. He's amazing. And when that kind of like naturally ran its course, because I'd stayed with him for like a year, Mm -hmm. I was like, I really didn't know what to do and where to go because I was still in London. I couldn't afford like a van to like get myself back six hours drive, like all the way back up to the north, which mm-hmm. is where I'm from. I couldn't afford it. So it's just like, I need to wrangle something. I need to like pull something out of thin air. I need to like stay somewhere. I've got no money. I don't really know what to do. So that's when I, I like got this apartment and I like swindled this apartment and yeah. I felt like I was losing everything that I had, everything. And to the point that like, I've said it before, but like I'd, I'd regularly just go out with no card and no like wallet because I just didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And I was so broken because musically I was trying these things and it wasn't working. And I really just felt like that's, that's it. It's done. I like, I'm not even... 24 and it's done everything's fucked it's gone but this turning point was it was like finally after all this time the flat that i was in was running its course and it was done and it was getting to a point where it's like you gotta go you've just got to go and i was literally just sat there like now it's done now it's over. It really felt like all the walls were just squeezing in like that. And I was just in the middle and I was about to die. And it was like, that's it. 
it's done. So I, what I did was I knew I'm going to just record six fucking songs right now. And I'm going to use this as like a hope. It's my hope. It's like that I'm going to use this to get out of this shit situation that I'm in. That had been building up, by the way, for like, for years and years and years and years. This thing was like, I was avoiding it by moving in with someone else and like staying with someone and like doing this. And I was dodging every fucking reality check that I could get. I was just dodging it. And that's, you know, when, when the card, when the jig was up and I was like, oh shit, recorded the songs. And I got my brother, fuck me. I got my brother to, to like come and drive in his car all the way to London. And I shoved everything that I had, it was like clothes into his car. We drove back and I stayed with my sister. And because I had these songs done, like actually finished, I did them on GarageBand and- Wow, this whole record? Like, yeah. Oh so my gosh. It's recorded on GarageBand. <laughs> like, I can kind of produce on like Logic and, and because I started producing when I was like producing when I was like 14 or 15 on like audacity, okay. and that, you know? So like at that point I was used to logic. I could like demo very, very easily. Like I, I could definitely, I could get songs down on, on logic, mm -hmm. but at the time my Mac, like, um, I got a job at a coffee place because I was like, I'm going to get a Mac, a new one. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to record these new songs. Like that's how I'm going to do it. I got the job. Didn't work out in the end. Like it was done. But so I used the savings from the earnings to like buy a Mac and I bought it off Facebook marketplace and it like auto updated the next day and fucking turned off and it was done. It was bricked. It was completely bricked. And I just spent like all of the money that I had on this, on this secondhand Mac. So I, I was like rummaging around on my shit and I found this um, absolutely fucked Mac that was like bent in my, um, in like a box. And I just opened up and I was looking at GarageBand and I was just like, I'm going to have to use fucking GarageBand. And so, so I did it, but that's amazing though. It, it worked. Like it definitely worked in, in, cause what I needed was I needed it to be easy because things were so fucking hard that mm -hmm. I, I felt like it was so hard. Everything life was just getting so fucking hard that I needed that little assist from, from GarageBand, which it doesn't beat around the bush. Like you can just, you can just like do it and it, and it will help you. It will just help you do it a bit, a bit easier. Mm -hmm. And I needed it. And I did it really quickly in like a couple of days, just did recorded these tunes. And um, yeah, it, it, but it squeezed, life squeezed it out of me. And that that's, I know that people might not ever get that or like, believe me, or they'll think that it's some pretentious shit that I'm just trying to say, but like, I know what happened. And I know that life like squeezed that out of me. And so when I look back and I'm like, yeah, the lyrics, they can be a bit lazy and like, the whole, you know, it's a bit janky, but I look at it back and I'm just like, I know how, uh, what, what was going on when I did that. And I can live with 
I can live with it all because I'm just glad that I, I got it. That I did it. Yeah. I like, I mean, dude, I think it's awesome. And I, I'm surprised that it was recorded on GarageBand and, right. and the grit to it is, gives it so much more character. I think it, I, yeah, exactly. I personally think it sounds rad. Thank you very much. Like, I was never one of those people. I, I, I actually used to hate like um, anything, production that, that felt like it, it was being dirty on purpose. Like I used to hate it, but w when I made that and I was trying to just make it sound good, like that's all I was trying to do. But like, you can hear like background, like things and like little noises, you can hear it all. And I kind of just fell in love with it. And now, now I, that's, that's the thing that I love. Like that's the style yeah. that I love now. And I, and I used to not like it, but now. Well, I think it's, it's different when it's forced or if they're trying to make it sound that way where, versus the authenticity of what you were doing with it. Exactly. And so now like when I go to the studio or something, I'm gonna just be like, when we go in and we do it, my job is to like, do it, just fucking do it. And your job is to like, just capture it. And then we roll with it. Like, that's uh -huh. it. Um, I like that. Rather than, like, open a window. <laughs> I need to get some sound in here. Just like, I'll, I'll do it. And you, you capture it. And then boom, let's, let's just leave it. Let's just, I love it. Feel like the, the music videos as well that I did. Mm-hmm. That was a, a real learning thing too, because like I'd storyboard them. Because when I when I listened when I listened to the songs, I would just see the video. I'd see like the music video. I'd see it all. So I would like the things when I got all the footage back because I was editing it all. Mm -hmm. So when I got all the all the the clips back, sometimes the best things weren't planned and like that that just reinforced to me like the ethos of just um just going with it just go with it do the best that you can always and just just go with go with it and the record kind of falls in line with everything you just described correctly like i mean she came down from the stars talk about you know isolation then it goes into the next phase which is you know, fear of death and, and emptiness and then into uh, bipolar disorder and just lack of self-esteem, depression. And then you come to yourself and, and, you know, 809, right? Is this kind of telling the story of basically the last few years of, of yeah. what you've been through, everything you kind of described? Exactly. Um, it, because it really was like, I was trying to make something that that just that truly gave me hope and like made me feel like this, you can still do it, you can still carry on. Like mm -hmm. something to make me excited about, about the future and like carrying on. And so the re like she came out from the stars and on all of the songs, it really does tell the, tell the story of like, because that's what I needed. I needed to like, to make something that makes me feel better and mm -hmm. By doing that, the, the songs came out that way because, um, yeah, like mm -hmm. it was just helping me. Sure. And so, so yeah. it's like so therapeutic to just get it all out there. Yeah. Well, it's an incredible record and I really appreciate you telling me your story, Nathan. I mean, this has been awesome.
Thank you. Also, by the way, I was so fucking nervous when we started. Like, I was like, like I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I couldn't tell. You're awesome. Really? But yeah, I was so fucking nervous. And then and then I calmed down. Like, I was, I was fine. But at the beginning, I was so fucking nervous. Well, <laughs> I couldn't good. tell. <laughs> and I appreciate you doing this, man. I have one more question for you, though. I want to know if you have any advice to aspiring artists. Yeah, definitely. Like, always go with your gut. And if you feel like your gut instinct is being um, pulled by anything, like, drugs or alcohol or like your circle or influences and like, and, and things try and I would just recommend you, if it's important to you, you know, and you got it in your bones and you want to do it, just try and eradicate different things at, at, at once. And that way your gut instinct, you're not getting confused between like, what is my gut instinct? Cause I want to do this, but I feel like, that's not going to work. This is how the fuck do you work it out? So just to go with your gut, get rid of things that you feel like are pulling you about and just calm down. I know it's so hard to do. And then, then you can go with your gut because your gut is so fucking powerful. It's so powerful. Like it's the instinct, the gut instinct is like, it's like an AI prediction machine that is built to work out the best thing that you could possibly do. It's like this machine that, that is so powerful, but the problem is it gets derailed. It gets derailed. Like if you're drinking too much, you, you don't know what your gut is anymore. You don't know what your gut instinct is. So always go with your gut. It's the best thing that you can possibly do. Um, and, and don't listen to negative people ever. Like if their point is that they're just being negative, just don't listen to them because...